It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. It's true. Welcome to the show. It's October 28th and uh, rainy out here in Western North Carolina. Uh, welcome. Thanks for listening. And uh, irony of ironies here. Is it possible that maybe Adam Schiff's mouth now may tank Joe Biden's presidential campaign? All right. Details on that in a minute. Uh, Patrick, Shan, Joseph, Dan, Brian, John, Robbie and Janet, Sarah and Frank, Karen and Manuel, they all became patrons to the program. You can as well. And by doing so, you get exclusive content. And you get like access to the live streams and uh, the prep sheet every day um, that's updated throughout the day, throughout the week. So you always know what I'm reading. You've got links to them all. Um, and you get the bumper stickers. And I've got a gift that's actually going out before the end of the year. So be on the lookout for that, patrons. Um, and you can become one, too, by the way, just by going to thepetecalendarshow.com, clicking on the link. There are also links in the description of the podcast if your uh, podcast player supports that. Uh, the show is also made possible by fantastic companies, local companies, sponsors, uh, such as, for example, Mattress Man. Mattress Man uh, has a massive inventory. A lot of uh, mattress stores right now actually are in a crunch for inventory because the pandemic uh, gummed up the works. They, uh, you know, the orders weren't coming in, so warehouses shut down and distribution systems got all mucked up. And so um, that's the problem a lot of these other places are facing but not mattress man they have a warehouse full of inventory in fact if you roll on over there with a pickup truck you can grab and go get a great deal on a mattress otherwise have them deliver it them uh, uh, to your place themselves they do local five-star delivery service and they do ship nationwide they have a 120 day comfort guarantee but let's talk about the mattresses these are top quality mattresses uh the the hotel in the inn at Biltmore, uh, they have a collection of mattresses made by Restonic, and it's only available at Mattress Man. So if you want the mattresses from the Biltmore, not the actual mansion, those things do not look comfortable at all. Like even the rich people back then were not sleeping in the kind of luxury you get uh, with a mattress from Mattress Man. Go check them out at mattressmanstores.com or go into any of their four local stores in Asheville, Arden, or Hendersonville and experience the difference. Buy local, sleep better at Mattress Man. All righty, so we're going to get to Madison Cawthorn, the latest with the North Carolina 11th District race. There's uh, another issue. I mean, the guy, the guy's 25 years old. It shows. I don't understand what the campaign is doing on some of this stuff, but we'll get to that. Um, first, Adam Schiff. This really is sweet irony. It really is. If you're like me and you've been watching over the years how completely corrupt Adam Schiff is. And I don't mean corrupt in the sense of I'm going to take a bunch of money in envelopes in order to, you know, affect legislation or something like that. I'm saying corrupt as in ethically, morally bankrupt, you know, corrupted, soul corrupted, mind corrupted by politics, the pursuit of power, partisanship. And this really would be sweet irony. If the reason why we are now learning all of the details about the Biden family, what appears to be crime syndicate, um, if uh, if this is all due to Adam Schiff running his mouth and calling this story about Hunter Biden's laptop 
calling it part of a Russian disinformation campaign. That's what prompted a fellow by the name of Tony Bobolinsky to come forward. And last night, you probably have seen portions of this or heard about it, uh, unless, of course, you read any of the mainstream media outlets, in which case you probably haven't heard anything about this guy. Well, because they're not covering it. It's a total blackout before the election. And they're pretending that this is about, oh, we need to verify. No, you can verify this. Tony Bobolinsky is apparently very well known in the D.C. area. You can get an interview with him. Tucker Carlson did. You're telling me Tucker Carlson is the only person that can get an interview with this guy? Dude's a Democrat. He's not, he's not a partisan guy. He worked with the Biden family. And even now, he doesn't seem to hold any kind of ill will towards the Bidens. He's just really disappointed. Why? Because he got dragged into what is essentially a charge of being a traitor. And he didn't appreciate that, considering him uh, or he and his family have long ties to the military. They do not appreciate being called, uh, you know, part of some sort of Russian disinformation op. <laughs> and he said to them, you guys need to say something about this, what Adam Schiff has said and what Joe Biden said during the debate. You guys need to retract this. You guys need to correct this. If you don't, I'm going public. And they didn't. And so he did. <laughs> this is this is how he came forward. Like, this is the thing that kills me, too. Sometimes it really is. I don't want to say it's petty because it's a big thing for him. And look, I I understand. I mean, he's going to be I mean, he's wealthy already, so he's going to be persona non grata in the uh, in the circles that he he has up to this point, you know, moved in. Um, but I don't know, like at some point it's worth it if you're you know, he, he seems very well off. Uh, and so maybe he doesn't need the gig. He doesn't need the job. And this is more important. His family name is more important. That's what he says. So here's the, here, here's the background. This is from Fox news. I've got a couple different pieces. I have a couple audio clips as well. So Tony Bobolinsky, um, a former business associate of Hunter Biden claimed in an interview last night that the Biden family shrugged off concerns that Joe Biden's alleged ties to his son's business deals could put a future presidential campaign at risk. Okay, so this is the sort of, there are many different elements, by the way, and we're learning more every single day. Uh, yesterday, I saw, uh, I think it was yesterday, Rudy Giuliani blew up at Kennedy on Fox News as well because she basically called him a hack and questioned what he was, uh, the information he was providing, which was now brand new information. And he was like, this interview is over. You know, how dare you? It is amazing the level of skepticism that the Trump world folks get treated with when they bring information forward. But if you are an unnamed source that is familiar with somebody's cousin's wife who uh, is familiar with the Donald Trump administration's way of thinking on a particular issue, well, that's above the fold. That gets a prominent placement in any newspaper because you're able to give us some negative story and we'll run with that. But here's a guy sitting down for a full interview uh, with Tucker Carlson and uh, we didn't see nothing. We don't know nothing. So Bob Alinsky says that 
this idea and this uh, th- this assertion, I should say, that Joe Biden made during that interview like a year ago that, you know, he he was aware of Hunter Biden's business dealings. He said he didn't have any idea. He never talked with his son about business. And I've gone over this before. I never found that to be a credible argument or assertion. It's just silly. You never what you're never going to talk to your kid about, hey, how's business? What you up to these days? Sorry, dad. Can't talk about that. Oh, OK. Well, let's talk about, I don't know, your recovery then. Right. Like, is that is that the only thing you ever talked about? Well, now we find out, according to this Bobolinsky fella, that the assertion was more than just untrue. Uh, right. It, it was a it was deception. It, it wasn't like, well, OK, maybe I asked him how his business was doing. No, no. It's like I'm in bed with it. Well, I shouldn't say that. He says Bobolinsky saying that Joe Biden is in business with his kid and then lied about it. Okay, Bobolinsky in this interview said he raised concerns back in 2017 to the former vice president's brother named Jim Biden. And he said to Jim, yo, what's up with Joe Biden's alleged ties to a possible joint venture with a Chinese energy company? We're going to have more on that in a minute. This Chinese energy firm. Bobolinsky is a retired lieutenant in the U.S. Navy. He's the former CEO of a company called Sino Hawk Holdings, which he said was the partnership between CEFC, which is a now bankrupt uh, China energy company, CEFC. And so this was a partnership between that company's chairman and the two Biden family members. And according to Bobolinsky, he says to Biden's brother, Jim, he says, I remember saying, quote, how are you guys getting away with this? Aren't you concerned? He says Jim Biden chuckled and replied, plausible deniability. Quote, he said it directly to me in a cabana at the Peninsula Hotel. So here's eyewitness, right? Guy says to me, the reason why we're not concerned about all of this is plausible deniability. What does that mean? Plausible deniability means we don't tell the big guy all of the details about everything that's going on. He just gets money. And then this way, plausible deniability. Oh, I don't know what's going on about any of this stuff. What are you talking about? And Joe Biden plays that role very well. And that's not a it's not a commentary or a, a joke about his apparent mental decline. I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm just saying plausible deniability. Joe Biden has always been able to pretend to be aloof about a great many things when it was convenient for him. On May 2nd, there was a meeting. May 2nd, between Bobolinsky and Joe Biden, okay, it occurred at some sort of event, and he says that Biden takes time out of his schedule to take uh, to take time with me, and he moves, he walks us behind a column so people could not see us, and we have a discussion with his family and my family and business at a very high level. I, now, I think what he means is about his family and my family. I don't think there was all these people there. But they have a discussion. I thought this was interesting that Biden moves them to a position where they can't be seen by other people. Why would you do that? Plausible deniability. Well, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Who is this guy? Bobolinsky? I don't know. I may have met him once or twice. Who knows? So that was May 2nd. Okay. 11 days later, May 13, there is this email that has since been obtained by Fox News that includes a discussion of remuneration packages that's what it's called in the email remuneration packages so payments for six people as part of a business deal with that chinese energy firm the email appeared to identify hunter biden 
as the chair slash vice chair, depending on agreement with CEFC, again, the Chinese energy company. The email then goes on to include a note that Hunter Biden has some office expectations. He will elaborate a proposed equity split references 20 for H, which would be Hunter Biden. And that's what Bob Alinsky confirms. And then 10 held by H for the big guy with no further details. And Bob Alinsky says the big guy is Joe Biden. So this is the this is the allocation. This is the equity split. Who's getting what percentage of this deal? Again, keep in mind, Joe Biden has repeatedly denied being involved with his son's business. Bobolinsky then says he was told by the CEFC, the Chinese company, that it was a $10 million deal that would see a $5 million loan to the Biden family, and $5 million was their contribution to capitalize Sino Hawk Holdings, which is what Bobolinsky was in charge of. The allegations have been denied by the Biden family and, uh, and the campaign. Joe Biden, you'll recall at the debate, said, I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. Okay, that's what he said. All right. So this so there's some context on the background of the, you know, we'll hold the H or sorry, we'll hold the 10, uh, 10 or, or uh, 10 will be held by H for the big guy. Uh, by the way, Hunter Biden did not actually end up holding the 10 percent for the big guy. That actually appears to have gone to Biden's brother, Jim, because the initial equity split had Jim getting 10. But then in the final filings for the equity split, Jim now had 20. And again, Joe Biden not mentioned anywhere. So Bob Alinsky says, like, look at it for yourself. Why? Just think for yourself. Like, why would you why would Jim be set at 10 and another 10 is set aside for, quote, the big guy. And then now Jim has 20. Why would that happen? He's holding it. That's the point. He's holding the money. So this way, Joe Biden doesn't have to put it into his tax returns. And then he gets to go on to the presidential debate stage and say, I've released all my tax returns. There's nothing in there from China. No, because your brother's holding it. (laughs) That's what plausible deniability means, folks. That's what that means. Now, if you're looking for military surplus, that means Old Grouch's military surplus. Exactly right. Old Grouch's, it's in downtown Clyde, on Main Street, where they've been for three decades. Uh, the shop is open Monday through Saturday. It's across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. Not kidding. Uh, they've got emergency kits for cars. They've got medical bags, medical accessories. I've got a med kit as well. I took it on a hike with me uh, actually over the weekend, put it in my uh, my backpack, and people were like, why, why, why does he have a backpack? <laughs> like, well, well, if you fall down and your bone juts out of your uh, thigh, like, I've got some uh, medical uh, supplies here that, I mean, I'm not going to be able to reset the bone or anything, but I can stop that bleeding and get you into a splint. Very handy. I I didn't need it, obviously, but if I had, I would have had it. And then they would have been singing my praises instead of questioning my backpacking choices. I digress. I digress. Old Grouch's military surplus. Okay, get yourself a backpack, military-grade backpacks for the kids going back to school, if Governor Cooper ever allows it. Um, These are going to be way more durable than the stuff you get at the big box stores. They also have all of your cold-weather gear and clothing for the wintertime, whether you're a hunter uh, or you work outside or maybe just like hanging out outside in really cold weather, uh, but you want some warm clothes. Uh, You can get this stuff for cheaper than you're going to find in most outdoor stores, and it's high quality it's military surplus at old grouch's military surplus old grouch.com i have audio here is 
Um, what's his first name? Bobolinsky. Tony. Tony Bobolinsky. I would keep wanting to say Tom. Tony Bobolinsky. Uh, appearance uh, on his appearance on Tucker Carlson last night. Tell me about the conversation that you had with Joe Biden. What, what did he say to you? Uh, you mean the morning after he spoke? That's right. Um, it just it was uh, there was a ten people running around getting him something to drink, and we were backstage in a cramped space. And he asked me to walk with him out to the car, and he just asked, you know, how I did and uh, what I thought of his speech. And uh, I thought he did a great job in the speech. And obviously, cancer is a very serious thing that we should all be working together to solve. I just lost a sister-in-law within the last two weeks, uh, sadly, to cancer. And um, uh, and then he just sort of asked me to keep an eye on his son and his brother. Yeah. What, what do you think he meant by that? Um, I think he was conscious of things. And, you know, I can't speak for him. Uh, maybe right. I would love for him to go on record. Um, you know, as I referenced earlier, yeah, yeah. I'm only sitting here because they have not, not only have they not gone on record, they've denied it and they've tarred my family name and a long history of serving this country and have other congressmen now talking about Russian disinformation. Right. That's it. Say this, this is what he wants. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be doing this, he says, but he gave everybody involved plenty of opportunity to take ownership of their role. He is not some sort of Russian asset and he's really hacked off at Adam Schiff for suggesting that he is. So, if this is the New York Post story, which, by the way, New York Post still does not have access to its Twitter account because Twitter locked them out of their account when they posted the original emails from the laptop uh, that Hunter Biden left at that store, which, by the way, the FBI has had for a year. Think about that. The FBI has had this laptop for a year during the time when President Trump was getting impeached over what? A call to the Ukraine, Right asking Ukraine to investigate the Bidens and what Hunter was doing with his Burisma company. And the FBI had this information and didn't provide any of this information, or if they did, it went to Adam Schiff, who right now is running around falsely claiming that this is some sort of Russian disinformation campaign. So uh, Bobolinsky said he was warned against going public with information about the business dealings when another ex-partner told him, quote, you're just going to bury all of us. During this interview, Bobolinsky said that he spoke with his former partner, Rob Walker, to demand that Walker get U.S. Representative Adam Schiff to retract his claim that the New York Post's recent reporting on Hunter Biden's emails from, uh, was part of some sort of orchestrated smear on Joe Biden. Tucker Carlson played a snippet of uh, an audio recording that Bobolinsky said was part of the phone conversation. There's actually audio. Bobolinsky has audio. Yeah. If he doesn't come out on record, Bobolinsky said, I am providing the facts. And Walker says, ah, Tony, you're just going to bury all of us, man. Yep. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> That's what he's in the process of doing. I held a top secret clearance from the NSA and the DOE. I served this country for four years in one of the most elite environments in the world, Naval Nuclear Power Training Command. And to have a congressman out there speaking about Russian disinformation or Joe Biden at a, uh, at a public debate referencing Russian disinformation when he knows he sat face to face with me, that I was traveled around the world with his son and his brother, to say that and associate that with my name is absolutely disgusting to me. 
have you, did you complain about that? I mean, to suggest that you were committing treason or a part of a foreign attack on our democracy, which is how they characterized it. I mean, that, that's such a, a serious and, and I think unfair charge. Did yeah. you bring this up with them? Well, in basic form, you're exactly right. They are publicly accusing me of treason right now, um, treating me like I'm insignificant or the uh, 50 years of history that my family served this country is insignificant. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm sitting here having this. I assure you, this is the absolute last place I want to be right now. Let me pause right there. What Tony Bobolinsky is learning is that people in powerful positions will throw you right under the bus. You will be the fall guy, the scapegoat. You will be the person. If you because they're not going to go down for this, what Bob Alinsky is that that's what he's running into. What he's got going for him, though, is the laptop that's already come out and he has information himself and he went public first. He's out in front of this now. And that's why I would submit the Biden campaign is keeping a lid on all of their press activity uh, over the last few days and going forward. Right. They're they're not making themselves available. They do not want to talk about this. They're going to pull a Cal Cunningham. This is the, like, really, they're going to try to limp across the finish line here before anybody realizes what the heck is going on. I mean, honestly, like, do you think maybe that all of the efforts to get people to vote early, like this is part of a strategy? Is it possible, as we mentioned the other day, that they were aware this laptop was out there? They were aware like Hunter Biden probably told somebody, hey, They've got these laptops of mine. Yeah, I, I was all high and I left them in a store and, and I never went and got it. Now it's his. And he turned them over to the FBI. And I think he's now going to the media because I didn't ever pick it up. And so I don't know what's on there, but I'm sure it's a lot of incriminating stuff. And so, hey, everybody, let's make sure that you go bank those votes early. Bank them early. Because when this breaks, you're going to wish you had your vote back. And by the way, I think some states are allowed to actually go. If you voted absentee, you can show up in person. Well, I don't want to say that because I don't want to get flagged by Facebook or Twitter. I don't want to get in trouble for trying to vote twice, telling people to vote twice. I'm not telling people to vote twice. <laughs> but every state is different. Check your local board of elections. And the last thing I want to be doing right now, but I feel like I have a patriotic duty to this country and every American citizen to go on record and to find the facts for them and let them do their own work. Let them decide how they view those facts or not. But for the Biden family to deny these facts and then not only deny them, they could have just said no comment, but they didn't say no comment. They then brought in Russian disinformation and basically associated my name with that, which is absolutely disgusting to me. And I had to go on the record. Last weekend, I was in Virginia. Uh, sadly, my sister-in-law passed away at around, I think, 6.38 Saturday morning. That's the wife of my brother who spent 28 years serving this country as a naval flight officer and just retired. So you can imagine me dealing with that and the tragedy of that. When I saw Adam Schiff go on record talking about Russian disinformation after this email had been posted online by the New York Post. And remember, that email was to me mm -hmm. from James Gillier, right? It wasn't, you know, I wasn't blind carboned or CC'd on that. It was to me stating that I was going to be the CEO of this enterprise. Um, I had, uh, I was at the end of my rope. And so I crawled Rob Walker and I told him that if that statement isn't retracted by Adam, or, uh, Congressman Schiff by midnight on Sunday, that I was going on record and I was disclosing all the facts to the American government, to the American citizen and the world. I was hoping the Bidens would do the right thing 
or Schiff would retract his statement, but I could not allow another minute, another hour or day for my family's name to be associated or, or muddied up around Russian disinformation. So even as I sit here today, I would ask the Biden family to come on record and stop using my name or associating it with Russian disinformation. It's absolutely disgusting. So there you go. What does this speak to? Motive, right? This is an explanation for his motive. Why is he coming forward now saying this? Is he trying to get Joe Biden defeated? He's not saying that that's the point. What's he saying? Adam Schiff attached Russian disinformation to his name because Adam Schiff was talking about the email, the email that was published in the New York Post. And that email went to Bobolinsky. And the email supposedly is if it's part of some Russian disinformation campaign, then that would make Bobolinsky part of it. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not. And oh, no, you don't. You better retract it. And then they didn't. And so he said, if you don't retract this, I'm going public. And they didn't. And so he went public. It speaks to motive. He's not a partisan. He's not doing this for partisan gain. He's not doing this to give a solid to Donald Trump. He's doing it because he wants to clear his name, his family's name. And this may be, I don't know, odd to some people, but that stuff matters to a lot of Americans, to a lot of people, actually, just around the world. This stuff matters a lot. Your family name, the reputation that your father, your mother, your uh, your grandparents, like everybody built over the course of generations, that matters to a lot of people. And it really matters, obviously, to Tony Bobolinsky. Uh, and and his brother, who's also a, a military guy. It matters to them. Just like the quality of the product matters a lot to the folks at Growers Hemp. I can personally attest to this. Growers Hemp, they're uh, east of Charlotte in Stanley County, and um, they're farmers. They control the entire process, though, from the seed to the shelf. Okay, they work with local farmers. Uh, they get them into their essentially like a co-op kind of a model. But what this means is they can control the quality and they can drive down the price. So what does this mean for you? Well, people take CBD oil for all sorts of reasons. I uh, take uh, a couple drops before I go to bed and I sleep so deeply. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't wake up feeling like groggy or anything. You ever take like a, a, a you know, uh, like Ambien or whatever? Well, I don't, I've never taken Ambien, but like some sort of sleep aid, you take you take something like that to help you, uh, you know, get some rest. And especially like people who work odd hours, CBD oil can really help uh, better quality of life, a balanced state of mind, positive mental outlook. People report all of these. I can tell you, I get a deeper sleep, immune system resilience. What are you looking for? Lower tension. Add the natural alternative. Growers hemp. Full-spectrum hemp extract. Add it to your daily routine and discover what your reasons are for taking it. Uh, people take it for arthritis as well. Uh, I know a former cop. He's uh, retired now. He's um, from Florida. And uh, he takes CBD oil for pain in his hands. So as with all CBD products, here is the official disclaimer from GovCo. It is required. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and nothing I've said is meant to sub meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from your healthcare provider. Please consult your healthcare professional 
about potential interactions or other possible complications before you use any product, okay? Now, they do have, Growers Hemp does have the drops, but they also have balm, so you can use it as a topical, which is very popular. Uh, you can check out all of the details at their website, Growers Hemp. All the products are at growershemp.com. And check out their ad in Our State Magazine. It's on newsstands. Or if you're in the Shelby area, walk on into the Broad River Hemp Company. They've got it on the shelves there. Growershemp.com. From the seed to the shelf, Growers Hemp, from North Carolina farmers to your home, it's about the hemp, not the hype. Oh, by the way, use the promo code PETE and get 20% off at growershemp.com. So Bob Alinsky uh, said that a single phone call from Joe Biden could have gotten Adam Schiff to retract his remark uh, and that he was hoping that the Bidens would, quote, do the right thing. That is true, by the way. Joe Biden could have called Adam Schiff and said, hey, Schiff, uh, you need to retract that statement. You need to say our bad new information, because like John Ratcliffe, the DNI, the director of national intelligence, as well as the FBI, the DOJ, they've said this is not part of a Russian disinformation campaign. This is legit. Okay. The, the the laptop was Hunter Biden's. I know this is inconvenient for a lot of people, but that laptop was his. All, all the evidence indicates that. There's no evidence that it doesn't. Uh, and, you know, Joe Biden citing a letter from 50, you know, former uh, national security people who don't have any knowledge of the actual device. All they know is it hurts Joe Biden. So let's put out a letter saying, well, that kind of looks like Russians. And Bob Alinsky's like, screw you guys. Biden, you need to you need to rein this in. And if you're not going to do it, then I'm going public. And they didn't do it. And so he went public. Good for him. Neither Walker, the Biden campaign, Hunter Biden's lawyer, nor Jim Biden returned calls seeking comments uh, from uh, the New York Post. By the way, perhaps unrelated, Tucker Carlson tonight that had this interview last night had the highest ratings of any cable news show in history. In the month of October, the whole month, not just last night, but the whole month of October, it's already broken the record. The program hosted by Tucker Carlson during the 8 p.m. hour averaged 5.359 million viewers nightly, including a million viewers in the key demographic, 25 to 54 years old. Uh, The marketers love that uh, demographic, even though I've always pointed out You know, people in the lower end of that demographic, they have no disposable income. So I don't know why you're marketing anything to them, but whatever. Um, While the total ratings made cable news history, he also became the first primetime host to reach 1 million viewers in that 2554 demo since September of 2008. So he's doing something right. You would think that if other media outlets were interested in getting more audience, they might look to Tucker Carlson and think, hey, you know what? What's he doing? Maybe we should do something like that. Maybe there's a lesson here. Maybe we should look to actually cover stories that people are interested in. By the way, you know what the, um, what was it? The the top, gosh, the search engine results uh, uh, that were uh, posted, I think it was like right after the debate or something, was like number one was like Joe Biden's emails or something or Hunter Biden emails. And then, uh, or sorry, number one, Yeah, that was number two. Number one was, how do I change my early vote? (laughs) That was number one. How do I change my early vote? And number two was like Hunter Biden's emails. That was, those were the search results right after the debate. Okay. Which tells you what, 
the media blackout. See, I can give you these numbers about, uh, you know, cable news and 5 million people watching, uh, you know, on average every night. And that's fantastic for Tucker Carlson. Kudos to him. However, the vast majority of people don't get their news from Fox News. Right. There are way more people that watch network news. They read The New York Times and Washington Post, and nobody is covering that. Nobody's covering this story in this way. What sometimes they're covering the story about big tech. And now with big tech being uh, on Capitol Hill today, as I speak, um, they are going to be forced into covering the story to some degree. But there are so many layers to it that they're getting peeled back right now. Like there there should be way more velocity to this story going on right now. But by blacking it out, the media put the brakes on it. Why? They want to make sure they're not part of any kind of impact on the election. Now, you can say that's, you know, well, the media should be very careful. They shouldn't be trying to sway elections like that. Okay, but what about the fact that this stuff is by all evidence true? So far, all of this stuff, it all pans out. There isn't anything that is has come forward that refutes any of this so far. And by not covering it, aren't you also having an impact on that election? I think so. That kind of hesitancy, by the way, you will not find in the North Carolina 11th congressional district race. This kind of (laughs) this kind of hesitancy to affect the outcome. No, no, not in the race to fill the seat previously held by Mark Meadows. Uh, This is the race uh, with uh, Madison Cawthorn and Mo Davis. So the latest in this saga Oh, good grief. It really is. It really is frustrating. This is what you get, though, when you have a young and inexperienced candidate. I'm sorry, but this is what happens. Like this is these are the trade offs, just like having somebody who's really experienced. um, There's a trade off there, too. Yeah, they know how to run a campaign. They know, you know, how to say things right and what not to post and all of that. The downside is they're really experienced and they got to overcome sort of this idea that they're a swamp creature, right? They're a professional politician and they build a reputation that, you know, people may object to. So there are trade-offs in all of this stuff. Okay. But for Madison Cawthorn, the latest is this, he or his campaign, I'm not exactly sure who did it, but they've got a website that's called Mo Taxes, motaxes.com. Mo Davis is his opponent uh, Mo Davis, he of the, you know, stomp the necks and crack the spines of all of our opponents. Uh, you know, just the, you know, nasty, hyper-partisan, troll kind of social media presence and talking head on MSNBC for years. <clears throat> and that's, and then he decided to build a house in Asheville and run, immediately run for office here. So um, Madison Cawthorn, he's the 25-year-old. He was paralyzed in a car accident years ago and there's been this, you know, relentless hammering away at him, calling him, um, you know, a sexist, misogynist, a racist. Mo Davis calls him a racist. Um, and uh, Madison Cawthorn now is facing criticism for an attack website, this MoTaxes.com, that targeted a reporter who had criticized his campaign. I find that interesting phrasing. This is from Harvest Prude. That's her name. She's a writer for World Magazine. World Magazine is a Christian publication. Uh, I've known of World Magazine for 20 years. Warren Smith, uh, I used to know him when I lived in Charlotte. Uh, he the, was the publisher. I believe he still is. But um, they actually have their office. Their headquarters is like three blocks from where I sit right now in Biltmore Village, Asheville. 
So uh, World Magazine, and I've spoken to some of their kids. I don't know. Maybe I spoke to her, Harvest Prude, at some point. I don't know. But they would bring in these kids and do like a journalism type of uh, uh, like a conference for them. And, um, you know, kids in college want to learn. And they're you know generally Christian kids. And they bring them in. And so I would come and I would speak to the to the class. I did that a couple times. Anyway. And it was fun. They had a good time. They were very nice people. So Harvest Prude is a reporter for their publication. And she was the one who did the uh, the story initially about how Madison Cawthorn uh, went on some dates with some girls. And they said that, uh, you know, he tried to kiss them and one of them didn't want to be kissed. So she pushed away and then he drove her home and that that's not OK. He basically sexually assaulted her. That's that that was that was the nature of the article. Then there was another woman who said, yeah, he drove us to, you know, she had a boyfriend. He drove her to this party. They stopped on the Blue Ridge Parkway. He, they then kissed, uh, and she said she didn't want to be kissed, and then he drove her to the party. And so that was the other incident, right? So, by the way, when you look at the social media profiles of the people that have made these accusations, which I have done, uh, they all are left of center. They went to... Uh, I mean, they are homeschoolers, they're Christian kids, but they've got lefty stuff all over their social media accounts. The ones I've looked into, the two I just mentioned, the uh, then there's another letter that was published from alumni and students of Patrick Henry College. The first signatures uh, that were on that letter, the ones I found, they were all lefty. They all had Black Lives Matter stuff all over their uh, profiles. So, like, am I supposed to believe that the only people that Madison Cawthorn ever tried to assault like this were lefties? Why is that the case? I don't understand that. I don't understand also why people do not use Schaefer Smith Design for their website issues. If you've got issues on your website, maybe it's a design problem and you don't even know it because you don't know what design doesn't work for websites. You may think it's fantastic, but everybody that comes to your site gets confused. Schaefer Smith can help you navigate this. Great design can solve a lot of problems. Professional services, corporate, small businesses, entrepreneurs, Schaefer Smith can help you with graphics, photos, an online store, search engine optimization, website maintenance, and security. He even does logos like mine for the Pete Callender Show. Go to SchaeferSmith.com and get the most out of your website. That's SchaeferSmith.com. So, Madison Cawthorn, his campaign has this website called Mo Taxes, and in an archived snapshot of the website, this uh, there was a, and I have not been able to verify this. I went looking for it on the Wayback Machine myself. I couldn't find it, but uh, there are mo- so the Citizen Times has a story on this as well, uh, and it does appear that this actually was posted up. And I saw this like last week, but now it's all been confirmed that. Uh, They had this post up there, and it claims that a local journalist, who, by the way, uh, Harvest Prude, I I thought that it was interesting when she said that uh, that the website targeted a reporter who had criticized his campaign. So is a reporter criticizing a campaign? Is that supposed to occur? Reporters are supposed to criticize campaigns? Anyway, Fiedler, Tom Fiedler is his name, and... It's, it claims that Fiedler is in league with Cawthorn's Democratic opponent, Mo Davis. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know if he's in league. I know he's helping Mo Davis, right? It doesn't have to be articulated, though. Your work is going to help Mo Davis. 
It's one of the biggest frustrations I have, and I've got audio from Fiedler, and we're going to play it. It's one of the biggest frustrations I have, and he obviously exhibits this uh, this mentality that I'm not really an actor on the stage here of politics. I'm not a I'm not a combatant in the arena that we call politics. No, no, I'm just a reporter, and it, that that's such a dishonest way of uh, of framing your role reporters drive narratives they craft stories they advance them in the public mind to uh to say that you are not an actor on that stage is dishonest you are you absolutely are stories that get covered now impact races and it definitely helps and hurts candidates which is why i read Asheville watchdog dot org or dot com whatever i read the 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 pages when you guys were posting the stories about madison cawthorn and i waited and i waited for the ones on mo davis and you guys didn't post anything on mo davis Asheville watchdog group they didn't post anything on mo davis until i brought it up in a debate i was the one that had to bring up mo davis's tweets where he's advocating physical violence against political opponents it took me looking through his tweet his twitter account and I did. And then they do a story, well, you know, he can be a little salty, but he makes no apologies for, that's Mo Davis. He's just an ornery kind of old school guy, but he'll fight for you. Like the whole story was this sort of pass. Whereas when it's Madison Cawthorn, it's, oh, you know what this means? He's probably a racist. There's a different tone that this group takes when it covers different people. So this is what... The campaign, the Madison Cawthorn campaign, was obviously trying to get at, and they did it terribly. They did it terribly. And that's the best case scenario. <laughs> okay. That's the best case scenario here. That's giving them the benefit of the doubt is to say they did it terribly. Now, if you've had a real estate agent trying to sell your house terribly and it just doesn't work, then you need a new real estate agent. And I've got one for you. Her name is Rowena Patton, but you knew that probably. 333-4483 is the phone number. Mountainhomehunt.com is the website. She is the only agent that we called and would have ever called uh, when we looked to buy our house. Christy and I called her up, and we're in the process right now of uh, building to suit. So, um, we're v- And we're very happy with Rowena. You will be, too. We've got friends that are using her to sell their home. And within, uh, I want to say, what, a couple days, they had multiple offers. They had tons of showings. And it, this is the thing. People call her. And I tell you, when you call her, start packing because it really does go that fast. She has buyers already lined up for houses, okay? So when you are ready to sell, boom, you can get it sold. 333-4483, mountainhomehunt.com, and start packing. All right. Uh, So here is some audio that I've got. This came from a story that... uh, this was published at the Boston University College of Communications. Okay, so it's the school. He was so this guy Tom Fiedler was the dean of the College of Communications, and he was stepping down. This is a story from April 29th, 2019, Boston University. Uh, Tom Fiedler stepping down at the end of the school year. Okay, so this is April. So like in another month or so, he's he's done. He's retiring. Okay, he's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist and former editor in chief of the Miami Herald. He said in an exclusive interview with students in calm lecturer Andrea Kremer's art of the interview class. (laughs) So I guess if you don't have call letters, but you still want to 
he still wanted Trump. This is an exclusive to the students of this class that uh, after a career reporting on politics from an outside objective standpoint, that he felt it was time that he jumped in the arena himself. You don't say. Uh, Well, the person I've decided to uh, help to uh, go down into the arena with is uh, Senator from New Jersey, Cory Booker. Note the language to go down into the arena with. See, so what he would have you believe is that he's simply sitting up in the stands watching the fight occur down below as the gladiators go at each other with their swords and their shields and such, right? Like he's just up there telling everybody that's sitting next to him what's happening. Is that the case? Or are you down there also helping out a little bit by providing some tools Uh, Maybe, you know, sharpening an attack sword, maybe providing a shield for one guy, (laughs) maybe kicking some sand in the face of a of an opponent, (laughs) something like that. Is it possible? I don't know. Let's take a listen to let me re-rack this. Let's take a listen to the full answer. Uh, Well, the person I've decided to uh, help Mm -hmm. to uh, go down into the arena with is uh, Senator from New Jersey, Cory Booker. Why Cory Booker? I think he embodies all the qualities of the candidate that I'm looking for. What I was not looking for in this race was uh, to work for a candidate who I think um, has enjoyed all the privileges of being a white male. Huh. So you started looking at the candidates and Cory Booker fit the bill for you and the first characteristic you were looking for was someone who's not a white dude (laughs) which kind of sounds a little racisty but uh, Fiedler's white so I guess he can say that Uh, (laughs) but he's he's making a conscious decision here right to not work on a campaign of a white guy he wants to help get a black guy elected president this was during the primary season huh okay and uh we have some very talented white men who are running for office they don't need my help the society has helped them well enough along the way uh cory booker uh is he's african-american i think that that uh uh, is the he's, that's the future of where the country ought to be? Is we're we're a nation um, that needs us to, to um, not just have diversity, but uh, to make diversity our strength. And I think uh, uh, that Cory Booker can move in that direction. What is he describing? Identity politics, right? Identity politics. That's how he sees Booker. First and foremost, <clears throat> the first thing he says is what his race. The fact that he's a black guy, that's why I wanted to work for his campaign. And these other people, they don't need my help because they're white. That's racist. They, you don't think they need your help on their campaign because they're white. Interesting. There's a little bit, just a just a hint, just a note, if you will, of white savior complex going on with this guy. Just my personal observation just my, uh, what did Harvest Prude refer to it as a, uh, a criticism, if you will, uh, of, of this reporter and his, uh, and look, he's got the credentials, right? He's the former editor-in-chief of the Miami Herald. Um, he's the, you know, former dean of the Boston University College of Communication. He's got a master's in journalism. He's way more credentialed than little old me. I mean, I just 
had a bachelor's from Winthrop and was a reporter for a decade. That's it. I got nothing on this guy, credential-wise, right? He's best known for his work at the Miami Herald, reporting there for over 30 years. And in 1987, he gained national attention for breaking the story of presidential candidate Gary Hart's affair, which led to his eventual withdrawal from the race. So uh, that's what his background is. So does it matter now? Does does it matter that he's saying, you know what, I'm going to go to work directly for a political campaign and it has to be for a black guy because the black guy needs my white man help. <laughs> That's what he's saying that he has. Well, he didn't say white man help. He said his particular skill set. He said, you know, if they need help writing press releases or doing stuff like that. I can help with all of that. Um, but if they need me to knock on doors, he said, I will do that, too. So he's just going to volunteer with a campaign. Um, He admitted that crossing over from objective journalist to political advocate is unknown, but he said liberating territory for him. What does it feel like to be able to cross that line and now actually become a participant in politics? Yeah, it's a good question, one that I wrestled with. I think uh, two things about that. I think, number one, it's um, a little bit, uh, it's unknown territory. So there's, uh, I think, a little bit of a, I feel a gamble in that. In some ways, being... A journalist is a safe space. You you know you can always claim uh, objectivity or neutrality. What wait what? Why would you always claim that? Why would you? Why would that be a safe space for you? I don't understand that connection. In some ways, it's a safe space because you can always claim, oh, I'm objective. Well, w- wouldn't that indicate then that someone is attacking you for something? So you just use the you just use the 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 banner of objectivity as a shield of some kind is that the idea here i'm not again i'm not as credentialed a journalist here so i don't know all i can tell you is i think about these things logically and so it sounds like what you're saying is that being a journalist gives you this safe space where you get to pretend that you don't have opinions but you kind of do do you think he had these opinions before? Absolutely. In fact, he kind of he kind of admits it here. Uh, so I'm crossing that line. One of the hardest things to do as a journalist is to try to keep your own feelings about um, someone, either f- uh, positive or negative, from actually getting to the point where it interferes with your ability to tell a, uh, a straight, very objective story. That's uh, There's a lot of self-discipline that goes into that. Not having to worry about that, um, in some ways, I think, again, I think it feels liberating. So I'll, uh, I'll take that part. Yeah. So he's looking forward to his time with the Booker campaign. Okay. Um, he said that he thought he and his wife uh, were going to retire to a more relaxing life at their condo in New Hampshire. Instead, he said he'll be working there in advance of the nation's first primary uh, in late February, uh, hoping to make an impact in politics. So I'm not sure how the guy ended up in Western North Carolina, but here he is. And (laughs) he has done, and the Asheville Watchdog has done these stories on Madison Cawthorn. So now you know the background on this guy, Fiedler. And so when you hear this, you're going to understand what the campaign with the Cawthorn campaign was driving at when they said uh, that Feeler had worked for, quote, non-white males like New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, who aims to ruin white males running for office. I don't have any idea where that part came from, though, who aims to ruin white males running for office. Now, 
Cory Booker was like, what are they talking about? That's racist. And uh, how dare they say that about me? And the Madison Cawthorn campaign turned around and said, okay, well, that was our bad syntax error. No, it wasn't. Um, You changed the one word from who aims to and aims. So now it becomes strictly about Fiedler. So they're targeting Fiedler. The campaign is going after this guy Fiedler for the stories that he has done trying to undermine the reporter. First off, as a tactic, um, doesn't really work very well. It, it just doesn't. First off, you give the guy and you gave AVL, AVL Watchdog Group, you gave them way more attention than they otherwise would have had. Um, but doing this now creates this whole other poop squall that the campaign has to has to deal with. Um, which, by the way, if you're trying to deal with overgrown uh, weeds and vegetation in the yard this fall, then you need to get yourself over to General Equipment Rental for the Husqvarna Fall Sale just through the end of the month. So you only have about three days left. The Husqvarna Fall Sale, huge savings on gas-powered and battery-powered equipment. Go to generalrents.com. Check out all of the equipment there. They got chainsaws, trimmers, lawnmowers, saws, and blowers. Uh, I was looking at the auto mower. This thing's like a Roomba for your yard. Um, I was like, I spent way too much time looking at that thing. <laughs> and I live in an apartment. I don't even have a yard yet. So uh, maybe you need uh, one of the stand-on mowers. They've got those as well for $1,000 lower than the suggested manufacturer retail price. Go to generalrents.com and get pre-qualified for 0% APR for 48 months. You can also learn about commercial fleet discounts there. General Equipment uh, Rental in Weaverville. It's at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road. Family owned and operated for three generations. General Equipment Rental. Generalrents.com. Think outside your toolbox. All right, so after the original post goes up at motaxes.com, the Cawthorn campaign uh, then responds to the reporter's questions about this uh, message. They say that, oh, you know, uh, we didn't mean to say, you know, uh, Cory Booker uh, aims to ruin white males running for office. We meant uh, Tom Fiedler does, the reporter. The syntax of our language was unclear and unfairly implied I was criticizing Cory Booker. My intended meaning was and is to condemn left-wing identity politics that is dangerous and divisive. I have condemned racism and identity politics throughout my campaign. Cawthorn added that the first half of the statement was supposed to be a quote from Fiedler. In Fiedler's words, he wanted to work for Booker because Booker was not a white male. And I just played you the audio. Cawthorn did not address the part of the statement that said Fiedler wanted to ruin white males. So that's the latest, and that's a wrap for this episode. I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Talk with you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone.